Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online, especially when the Bears are three-point underdogs against the Detroit Lions. So from game spreads to totals, the team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager on than any place online. And remember, there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses they have going on right now. Again, betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you so much for joining us here on Believe in Betting Chicago. We have two very wonderful guests. They're returning guests today, and we're here to talk Bears. Chicago Bears season preview and also Bears vs. Lions week one. Coming in first, one of my good friends. Happy early birthday. It's Kyle Moore. Welcome back to the pod, Kyle. Hello. Thank you. Oh, I, I liked that ad up top. I, I saw the ad. Uh, the odds on the Bears are, are good right now, right? They're pretty... Take them today. Vegas is not yeah. a fan. There are a couple juicy odds and props up there, which we can get into if you want to. But thank you for joining us. Coming back, returning champ from the Cubs fantasy draft from several months ago when we were just kicking the can around, doing the best we can on for the second time. Joel Murray. Joel, how are you swinging the links this day? How are you doing? I'll be on the course later. Uh, I, you know, the, the later uh, – bird gets the worms anyway, <laughs> that was good copy reading i was quite impressed that was a lot of words and you just went right through them you know you thank you really so much and you know what i'm so excited to have them on as a sponsor this year it is it's near and dear to my heart it makes it easy to say well you guys thank you so much for joining and trust me joel we're going to get you there for that tea time today let's just start with a little bit more of a general general pickup on these bears here and maybe we can start with you joel now last year after the 2018, we went 12 and four heading into last year. I mean, if you walked in, if you want to talk bears buzz, it was like drinking a long Island iced tea as quick as you can, or two shots of absinthe or a beer and powers this year. It sort of feels like a, a Michelob Ultra that a buddy ordered for you 15 minutes before you got to the restaurant and it's filled with ice and it's been sitting there for 15 minutes. Just yeah. give us your general take on, you know, what's your bears buzz right now? What do you, when you're talking to your friends, are people excited? How are you feeling? It's, it's a little bit like that Zima that's been sitting in your beer fridge in your garage that nobody's ever touched. Uh, you know, last year, I was still very excited. Very, you know, I had a, a son who was having his 30th birthday uh, when they were playing the Rams here in Los Angeles. So the genius went out and spent his life savings on uh, Bears Rams tickets, which were highly gouged, way overpriced, and uh, brought uh, 25 of Hank's friends, uh, and we all went to the game one of the most lackluster games of all time. Nobody, nobody wanted to win that one. It's not exciting, but I, you know, the fact that we're going to be able to see some football is exciting to me. Uh, yeah. I enjoy the college game. I enjoy the pro game, but I had so much excitement for last year. And so this year I'm, I'm really keeping it low. I'm, I'm keeping the meter, you know, barely, barely pinned on zero uh, excitement wise. Uh, I've got various reasons for that that we can get into, but uh, I, it's like deja vu. I mean, it 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 seems like I mean he's Nagy saying all the things he said last year. I mean, almost like verbatim. Just like we like who we have for running back. Uh, this is the year Mitch is going to prove everyone wrong. 
Yeah, Kyle, we were Google mapping our way to the Super Bowl last year, and we were looking at little fun little pit stops in different <laughs> different places to go and visit. And this year, it just it feels like we're probably protecting our hearts, uh, keeping our, our thoughts a little bit closer to the chest this year than normal. Um, where would the, uh, the COVID Super Bowl be this year? Ooh, that's a great question. I, I don't even your city chosen and not to you know possibly have it at all. Yeah, unless the you know the vaccine you know should should be out by then um by the bye week at least yeah <laughs> well and that's the thing is we're i i literally and that's maybe another part about that's going into the buzz that i'm feeling about these bears it's not just the team where i know we're only four or five days away but i still feel like something horrible can happen um when it all comes crashing down i mean this just this deck of cards situation in terms of the health and safety of all these players. And so as soon as the, maybe the games get going, maybe I can start building that momentum. But until then, I'm right. just like, oh, just crossing my fingers. Well, I, you know, how they have not gone for the, the opportunity to have the full facial plastic mask, you know, uh, it seemed like a natural, you know, they've, they've gone half mask and they've got, even gone the dark mask so you can't see quarterback's eyes and stuff like that. But I, th I thought just the, the full plastic inside the, you know, the other mask would be great uh, as far as transmission. But you would think of all the sports that could be able to pull it off because it's already kind of built into the equipment. Right. And I'm with you. I've been, I've been watching uh, this docu-series on YouTube. It's 1920 Football Drive. It's like the version of Chicago Bears Hard Knocks. And they're really walking you through all the protocols of what they're going through. And you're like, wow, man, they're going – they're going bending over backwards to make sure that the players are safe. But again, what does it matter until you play other teams? Right. Yeah. And, and then that's, you're all that's up in each other's faces. Yeah. You could also go with those big pacifier mouth guards that have some kind of, you know, breathing apparatus or something. You know, I, I, there's, there's just a lot of stuff here. I, I'm surprised it's not used for advertising space. I mean, it's all going to fall on the young guys, right? It's all just going to be how they – I mean, you've seen baseball – be able to do it they had that you know one outbreak but pretty much you know it doesn't seem like it was too bad it seems like they're being pretty smart about it basketball they're in a bubble uh so we'll we'll see and baseball's talking about also doing a bubble too as well for the playoffs where it would be just in texas and in los angeles so that when these two when the teams that aren't yeah exactly texas right. is fantastic and out, out here too as well we're doing fantastic yeah it's the leopard but at least when you start kind of intermingling these two different franchises that haven't played each other all year long, at least they can think that they can put it into one particular place. I do want to bring up to you guys, let's just get this one out of the way because I want to do talk about some fun stuff. I do think there is some optimism to be excited about with Bears football this year, but we do have to talk about the quarterback situation first. And I have a bit of this theory right now where as a Bears fan – you know, we go through all these different cycles of quarterbacks, and I feel like we're perhaps coming to the end of a cycle with one Mitchell Trubisky. It does feel a little bit like senior year at Trubisky University, if you will, like we're freshman year, not a lot happened, don't go out to a lot of parties, but the future's bright. Sophomore year, you're partying all the time, you're making friends, the, the world is your oyster, you got, you know, you got the world by the tail, and you're just rocking and rolling junior year, you almost go through a terrible breakup and your calculus. friends are like, yeah, your friends are like, yeah, calculus <laughs> comes around and your friends are like, dude, you got to break up with her. And you're like, no, we're in love. We're totally fine. And now it's senior year. And it's like, we don't know what's going to happen anymore. I'm sort of having this thing of like, 
if Trubisky capsizes in the first couple weeks, we only got a couple more fun opportunities to talk optimistically about Trubisky. This might be this opportunity. If he bombs the first two weeks, I mean, that's, I mean, Nagy in the, in his interviews, he won't like, they keep asking him, you know, would you put in foals? And he definitely does not say no. Like he just says like, he, like his repeated talk line was Trubisky had a great last couple of days of camp. Like that's how he won the job. It was like, he finished <laughs> strong. He finished strong in our practice. <laughs> like he's never said like, we think the world of him. He just said he won by because he finished strong. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Joel, you know, tell me, what's your, do you have optimism about Trubisky? Well, we were very excited his second season when his passes were only like two yards off. Uh, you know, when you watch professional quarterbacks and they're, they're right here, his were only about two yards away from where they should be. So we were all hoping last year, you know, if you gave our guys a chance and, you know, put them within one yard, we could have a great season. Didn't happen. Uh, but I, I think he had a full anxiety breakdown last year. And uh, if you know anybody that's gone through that, usually, you know, it's a six-month process and, and they're over. And so he's got that out of the way now. And uh, he's either found the right medication or he, he's moved <laughs> on and he's found this confidence that he found in the last two days of practice, apparently. But uh, I, I'm still thinking that maybe this is the year that maybe the passes will be within 18 inches of where they should be. <laughs> yeah, I have a Closing theory. the gap. Closing the gap. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I have a theory, Joel. Uh, do you think all the, all the COVID and the empty stadiums, that, that might actually help Trubisky? Because he just has to go through the stuff. He doesn't have a whole world screaming at him. You know, he doesn't have his own fans booing at him. He just has to do what he does in practice, essentially. They are just essentially scrimmages. And I think a guy like him might be able to just tone it out and play. And, you know, his receivers might be taking, like, vocal training and actually have the ability to say, hey, I'm wide open. So that could go well if they got some Anderson techniques and breathing stuff. So yeah. vocal exercises to get that. Yeah, they said you need the, those landing strips, right? You need some landing strips for just kind of like sort of bring in the ball as it, is it's midair. Go ahead, Kyle. Well, you can play music, right? So what if uh, the guy up in the booth in the middle of the song is just hit Robinson, hit Robinson. <laughs> and let the dogs out. <laughs> and honestly, and Kyle, and to Joel, to your point too as well, I mean, there is kind of some truth to all this, right? Where... I felt like early on last season in the second or third game, he was getting booed at home in the second quarter and it really got to him. And Joel, I went to that Rams game as well. And man, maybe I walked into the stadium with too, with too many cocktails in my system, but honestly that the offense was just so terrible. So late in the season on top of the fact that we were skipping on kicking 46 yard field goals. Cause we don't trust our kicker. And it all just kind of, it just all kind of caved on itself, like some sort of black hole. And I, I really do think that he was lost at some point. Like he could not function mentally out there on the field. Yeah, no, I, I think he had an anxiety attack. Uh, he had problems with, in that thing. But uh, I, uh, you know, you've got an experienced, you know, Super Bowl champion backup, uh, Super Bowl MVP champion backup. Uh, so that's kind of great. And, you know, Foles has proved himself in the past as not to be a guy maybe who could physically endure a whole season. So, you know, we, we can go with Mitch for a while and, and beat him up. And uh, 
my kid went to Arizona with Foles uh, when he played there. And uh, he said he's a highly religious guy. I don't know if you know that about our man. But uh, I think he likes to play the savior role, you know, as compared to the season-long starter. I want to be your savior. And it just rings well to him. So, you know, you, you ride Trubisky. You, you get 500 or something up to the bye week in week 11th. And then you, you, you come with Foles. And uh, I, I think it, it could be glorious. It could be a, a fantastic second coming for him and uh, every other religious reference I can throw. <laughs> Praise be. And, <laughs> peace be. and peace be with us all. Um, and, I, and I'm with you, though, where I think it is set up in that way. We're giving Trubisky this last final shot. Is, is set up better for the Bears to have success in the theory of if you started with Foles to begin the year and then you brought in Trubisky, you don't know what kind of Trubisky you're going to get if he comes off the bench, whereas starting with Trubisky, you bring in Foles, you know he's one of the greatest six men off the bench of all time, and at least because that gives you a little bit more of a shot, right? And, and let's be honest, Trubisky, even if he's playing well, can he stay healthy for 16 games? We don't even know if that answer is true. Kyle, I want to ask you this question because – you know, we're here on the precipice of another season, but it does sort of feel like the Bears after this year might be looking for love all over again. So my question for you is, as a Bears fan, would you rather have, you know, your quarterback, the love of your life, not give a shit and treat you like shit like Jay Cutler or care too much, but maybe be the emotional roller coaster of Trubisky? Which would you rather have? Or is there any others? I, I, I don't know. Is there a difference? I don't know. I'm There's got to be a difference because both of them were inconsistent. I mean, I would I, – I take option C, like someone who I know – Live alone gonna, for a while, love yourself, and then – Or just I knew, who's not bipolar, like who I know who's what I'm going to get. Like even with Cutler, you, he would go nuts, and then the next week he would be unrecognizable. Well, and that's the issue too is, you know, are we going to give Trubisky – are we going to give Trubisky a ton of money even if he plays well at the end of this year? And how well could he play to even warrant that kind of money? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hop in, Joel. Well, he's making $7 million plus a year. So I, I don't know. That's, that's good money where I come from. Uh, I, I hope, you know, that it is his year to prove himself that he's going to come out of, you know, and come out of the woodworks and play the best season of his life and, and go to – you know, the Patriots or something have the greatest career of all time. Uh, but he, I think he's got to do well, like guys do in, in salary years, where, you know, he's, he's going to go out and get paid next time. But, God, they paid him the first time. Like, 18 uh, inches. Got to get into those eight, that 18-inch that 18 inch area you know, there. The, the elephant in the room that we're not mentioning yet is we have the same offensive line as last year. Uh, we got four guys coming back. We've got the, the rookie uh, – whose name I can't pronounce, Infede? Jermaine Infede, yes, from uh, the Seahawks. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's not a rookie. He came from the Seahawks. So, okay. Well, yeah, he's a uh, couple, couple years in the league. The rap on him is the Seahawks let him go because he led the league in offensive penalties last year. So, right. there's that. Well, that's good. <laughs> you got to lead so, the league in something. Watching the Bears last year, and I, I coached a little bit of football, mostly flag because we're out here in California, but – my most important thing and when I was a fullback playing high school football was you made one block and then you went and found another guy, you know, and those were some of the best blocks to get too. Cause you know, you get some defensive back that didn't see you coming and you just got a free one. But our offensive line last year was notorious for making one block and then standing there in this position. This was the look of our offensive line right here. All of them. 
uh, they would make one block and then, and you'd see our guys getting tackled right next to them where they could have blocked the man that tackled them. And without fail, every game, I would be just screaming in my Irish bar, make a second block. And I, I'm hoping this Infede is going to, you know, infect them with this concept of make a second block because they really didn't do it in the running game. And uh, if you don't get the running game going, then you're passing all the time. And then your quarterback has no times and he, he turns into Johnny Jitters. Well, so, our running back game is going to be on fire, right? I mean, we got a guy who's five foot tall. We got a wide receiver. We got a guy who's at home right now with a hurt foot. His groin is uh, right up in his belly button right now because uh, <laughs> it's not in great shape. The whole issue, right, is what's the term? Like the snake eats itself. Everyone's giving Nagy a hard time because he doesn't run the ball. Well, guess what? If they can't bring any running lanes open, you know, of course he's going to maybe probably shy away from that and throw the ball. The only thing, maybe the silver lining that I have is that I still don't understand why we started last year with James Daniels at center when everyone knows that Cody Whitehair is closer to Mitch Trubisky, is the most vocal guy on the line, and guess what? He's the best damn center on the team. And then, what, four or five, six weeks into the season, they finally switched the two of them back. And just talking to people about switching positions to the offensive line, it's just so difficult. Like for some, you know, if you switch sides, like left-handed, right-handed, you know, you have to be appendextrous to move that smoothly. I think our offensive line will be improved, but uh, do they have a new O-line coach, right? They do. Juan Castillo. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, and it's a young line moderately uh, who are like in their third years. So they're, they're, they should be good or you're going to like throw the whole thing away after this year. But I think they'll be all right. But I am definitely worried about our running back. I mean, Montgomery's already hurt. And and then you don't grab anyone. Like Nagy and, and Pace are just – they're always so cute about everything. Like how do you not – like, I mean, Devontae Freeman's sitting right there. You don't want him to smash through a couple guys? Like you could find the money. Just soak up some carries or something. I mean, yeah. Joel, are you surprised that we didn't go out and at least sign a body when David Montgomery went down with his groin injury? Very surprised. Uh, you know, and the magic that is going to be Cordell Patterson, I – I, I'm all for it. He's exciting to watch. He's big, you know, like, but, uh, no, but he did that last year. I mean, he, yeah. he was a gadget last year and it wasn't anything crazy. Well, again, we have a, the line has been together. Maybe they've gelled a little bit by working yeah. together, but uh, until they start realizing they got to block more people on that side of the you know, thing than the guy across them, we're not going to have any success running the ball. Just let Mitch run. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk some defense just real quick. I mean, you know, a unit that was good last year, not as good as it was, not as great as it was in 2018. I mean, you know, at least we can hang our hat on that. Kyle, maybe you can go first and I want to hear from Joel, you know, what are you looking for from this defense, you know, a bounce, you know, maybe a step forward from what they were last year, just as good as they were last year, or I don't know, you think they could regress this year? I mean, maybe I'm a homer, but I did draft Chicago defense in all three of my leagues this year. I think it's Hicks, right? If Hicks stays healthy, I think we, I think we smash people. If if Hicks and Quinn are healthy, then I think Mac goes nuts. Uh, that's the hope, right? And then you gotta, I guess you you gotta hope Jalen Johnson is is the truth, 
And, you know, uh, and then who's opposite uh, Eddie Jackson? Who, who won the job? Um, Looks like it's going to be Deion Bush to start the year, but they do have Tayshawn Gibson back there. Are you ha-ha, sure? Ha-ha Clinton Dix is on the street I right heard now. Gibson is this, I heard Gibson won out last minute. It yeah. might be. You might be correct. Yeah, I think Bush is backing up Gibson. So um, I guess Gibson is kind of like a ha-ha clone. Like that's what we should expect. Dude on the Texans, yeah. never great, never terrible. Sort of that, that, that veteran signing that the Bears have been kind of doing at that Hopefully position he's like last a friend, year. I'm like a Mara kind of thing where our front guys make him even better. So, yeah, I think our defense could be really great. Yeah, Joel, uh, X-Factors, just talk about the defense. What are you excited about to see from that unit? Well, I, uh, I'm a little afraid about the depth of the defensive line. Um, we didn't really do a lot there. We've got great linebackers. I'm, I'm very excited to watch our linebackers. They, they went out and they got Mario Edwards Jr. at the last minute, and uh, he's big and in the way. That's, that's key. But uh, I, I feel like you need – two years ago when we were really good, they had six guys rotating in on that defensive line. And they kept coming and they kept coming and they were hyped up when they got their downs. And, uh, you know, last year it was all of a sudden it was the same three guys and they looked tired. And uh, this, this is kind of where we're looking now. There's not great backups in the second row behind them. Uh, I'm kind of curious about having two Gibsons on the same defense. Uh, I'm not sure there's a rule against that or anything. Just no Mel. Just no Mel and we're fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Gibson from Criminal Minds. So oh, good stuff. call. Yeah, and far and away. Let's get the uh, – bring it let's straight. Get the accent right away. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the defense is fun, and I, I think, you know, that is Chicago, and uh, it, they put their money there. And uh, I think God help us if they're not good. I think you make a good point, though. Uh, yeah, if, if we're three and out and they're on the field the whole game, then it, n- no one can – I mean, no one can be good by doing that. That was the problem last year was that we had a really good defense, but we were three and out so consistently and giving the defense short fields. I just think they couldn't catch their breath. And to your point, Joel, it's going to be really interesting to see too as well, like with Eddie Goldman opting out and now Bilal Nichols plays those extra eight to 10 snaps a game, or maybe Roy Robertson Harris plays those extra eight to 10 snaps. You know, Jenkins comes in, you know, let's sort of see if that production when they flash – in those limited amount of plays, let's see now if we give them a little bit more run. It's like a pitch count, right? The second time they see the lineup for a pitcher, let's see if they can still be productive. Yeah, and, you know, two years ago, they were running them like hockey lines. Those guys were coming in and out, and they'd, they'd do two plays, and then one guy would come in for one play, and he'd be all excited, and then it was our ball again. All right, boys, it's time. Season win. predictions, one loss record. How many wins are we thinking for the Chicago Bears this season in 2020? Joel, I'd love to hear from you first. Well, you go down the list and you look at it game by game and you say, you know, they could win all these games. We don't know who, we don't know who any of these people are, right? Uh, for sure. I, I saw them winning them all, and then I said, no, they're, they're probably going to probably tie Atlanta. That, that's a, a given. And, the Falcons uh, would do something like that, too. I think they'll lose to Tennessee. I think Tennessee's a very good team. And uh, I think the first Packers game after the bye, let's just forfeit it. Let's just not even go there. Greenville <laughs> is a town not even worth visiting. It's a horrible place. Just let's let that one go. So Load management, go. right? And uh, so that leaves you with, uh, who's my other loss? And, 
I guess uh, Minnesota, we might lose to them one time. I have 13, 13, no, 12 wins, three losses, one tie. I think I love that's, that. that's uh, what I'm hoping for. That's a nice little mix. I love it. And I love the optimism. Or it could be the other way around. It could be oh. one win. Oh, wait. Yeah, looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. Flip it right over. Oh, man. If we're 4 and 12, I tell you, heads are going to roll, right? I mean, Mitch, Pace, Nagy, Asta La Vista, Mac on the trading block. I think the whole thing, I think you put a Ferenc sign in front of that organization. I was in Martha's Vineyard recently, and the people I was with were very proud to tell me that, that that's the McCaskey summer house. And they said, are you okay? I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't have a love for that family. But, uh, <laughs> and Virginia's still a beautiful woman, still, still kicking, and you know, she's still got her marbles up there. Good for her. Single? <laughs> Ooh, during glad these times, uh, tough to say. Glad they're using their uh, money on summer houses and not uh, backup defensive linemen. Or, or a running back that can actually carry the ball more than 15 times week one. Kyle, it's time, buddy. Put your name on it. I mean, so many asterisks, though, right? Like, I got to wait. Like, can I, can I come in on September 21st and then predict? Like, I got to see this – these first two games, I feel like if they beat the Lions and the Giants, then it's a different team. And it's going to be, I, I agree, 13-14 win. I feel like if they beat the Lions and Giants, they could go on a tear and they could be a different team, go, you know, 13-14 wins. But if they don't, then I and we could just go all over the place, then, yeah, I think we're looking at a, 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 a negative season, I, I, you know eight, nine losses. If, if we just, if we fall apart, if we lose Hicks, you know, if we lose Quinn, mm -hmm. we don't have that defense anymore, then I, I, I could see it unraveling quickly, but you know, once the whole Packers get COVID, you know, and the Rams get COVID and the saints get COVID, right. um, we, we can win some games. Yeah. <laughs> We're traditionally, don't we, we lose like three of the four playoff, I mean, preseason games just to get the feel. So, I mean, you got to kind of think they're going to lose three or four of their first games. Uh, and then that takes you down a, a slippery road. But uh, well, there's also, I was saying that if we, if we lose two, I, I would want Foles in. Like if we, if he plays like crap, then maybe Foles comes in week three, four, and, and then we could turn it around. That's the question is how short is the leash on Trubisky? You think that he's going to at least get this one game. You got the Giants week two, and then I believe you got the Falcons week three. Falcons week three, if shit isn't going well, around halftime. So I think the over-under on that one's probably like 2.1 quarters, you know, 2.11 quarter or two, two and a half, like a halftime situation there. Yeah. And that could definitely change the trajectory of the season in a positive or a negative realm. All right, boys, I'm saying 10 and six, and this is why I'm saying 10 and six, couple different six. reasons, right? First reason is I look at the schedule and there's a couple things that I look at and I like, first of all, we get the Texans in soldier field in December. And we all know that that is a guaranteed win. There's no chance a team from Houston is coming into Chicago when it's going to be 20 degrees outside and walking away with the win. So you're okay. That goes pretty well right there. Lions feel pretty good about week one. Giants, I know everyone's into their offense right now, but honestly, they were the worst god-awful defense on the planet Earth last year, so I feel pretty good about those first two weeks. And then you're like, oh, man, Colts, Falcons, 
wow, this schedule kind of gets a little tough. And then I remind myself, Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan, okay, decent quarterbacks, going up, up against the Bears' defense, okay, neutralizes right there, gives us a shot. I think the real litmus test is that Tampa Bay game, that Thursday night football game, I think it's like week five, right before the bye you were talking about, Joel, with that Green Bay stretch. That stretch right there, and then as we get into November, that one gets really, really interesting. So it will be a little bit about how we start, not how we finish. Sorry, Trubisky. It is going to be a little bit about how we start on this one. But I do think we can get to 10-6. to So many games last year, we absolutely just blew with awful in-game situations where we either abandoned the run, we failed to kick a field goal when it's 45 yards because we don't trust our kicker, and I just don't think our offense can be that bad. If we can go from 29th to 20th, I think that's good for a win or two. That's my case for 10 wins. I, I like that. Uh, and we didn't touch on the kicker. Uh, Eddie is injured and out. Pinero. How do you, Eddie, come on. How do you? <laughs> I mean, you when, when you're a kicker, all you do is stretch all day long. You don't do any hitting drills. And he's been limited in practice for like over a week now. So wait, what were they monitoring here? to yeah. figure out this whole situation for Cairo, Carlos uh, Santos, Santos per John Fox. Yeah. Santos has been on many teams, uh, and now he's a bear, and we'll, we'll pray for him. Uh, before that, I, on the schedule real quick, I, I just wanted to point out uh, these quarterbacks are getting old, right? I mean, Matt Ryan, Rivers, Brady, uh, Breeze, like maybe after and, – and, you know, we got a month before we – Face all those guys, and dude. With no that, preseason. That's my argument because you go through the schedule and you're like, "Holy shit!" Every single one of these teams has a better quarterback than us. But then you start kind of looking at that in contrast to what I think our defense can do, and all of a sudden I'm kind of starting to feel Bears football. I'm starting to feel 17 to 13 with six yeah. minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and you know what I mean. We're cheering more for our third downs on defense than we are for our third downs on offense. You know, that's Bears football to me. So that's sort of where I'm wrapping my head around that. But Kyle, we'll, we'll let you go first. Bears-Lions this week, are you feeling victory? And if you are, give us a final score. I'm going to trust them. You know what I mean? That this, he's, asked, he's saying they got it figured out. They're saying they feel good. They got no audience screaming at them. It's just a scrimmage. Trubisky's got to do it. We got – Jimmy Graham and Komet and A-Rob and Miller are healthy. I think we can score over 30 points. Bears. Bears 32 or 35. Bears 35. And uh, Lions uh, 24. Ooh, okay. All right. So maybe some garbage touchdowns late. Make it a little yeah. close. Okay. Uh -huh. 35 to 24. I like that a whole lot. Joel, I want to hear your prediction for week one and whether uh, you got a final score for us or not. Nagy's had a lot, you know, he was considered an offensive mind when he came to town and uh, he's had a long time to think up some plays that might work uh, with the, you know, clientele that has not changed. So, and we, we do have five tight ends and that's just handy anytime. Uh, I don't know why we, we carry five tight ends, but. Uh, you know, when it, you go out, when you go out into like a social situation to a bar to a party, it's always nice to have like the muscle along big, with you. Yeah. You like to have five tight ends just to transfers. All the girlfriends can be, you know, Cordell home. Patterson is our sixth. So. Oh, well, you could at any time. Uh, I, uh, the lie downs, they call them the lie downs. They wear it light blue for a reason. Uh, they have no Super Bowls. Um, they have an empty stadium that's still sitting there that they don't use anymore. And then and they play in a different stadium 
Detroit's an okay place to fly through for connecting flight, but uh, it's not a place to make a career and play football in. And uh, I think Bears win. I think it's a defensive struggle. I think it's more like 13-6. Uh, I think it's going to be heart-wrenching. It's going to be one of those ones, but then the clock is going to run out and the Bears will be victors. Uh, I, I think I think Nagy's going to step up. We're going to see a couple plays like, why don't we do that all the time? The whole offseason for Nagy has been, what's the Pixie song? Where is my mind? You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally, he came here as his offensive guru. And by the end of last season, he seemed like he was just a shell of himself. I mean, yeah. it was, it was he shocking. He the wing tee by the end of last season. I mean, he had no plays that were fun. No, we were literally, we were having fullbacks. We were running the I formation with J.P. Holtz at fullback because we couldn't literally do anything else. No yeah. bears. No, it's unbelievable. And guys, gentlemen, I'm going to split the difference. Honestly, I think Bears win. I do think it's 21-17. So I'm kind of in the middle section of you two guys right there. And I'm just kind of riding the fact that Trubisky's numbers, five career games against the Lions, 11 touchdowns, 271 yards a game. I just think that's real. I just think that, that career, those career numbers are real. So just get ready. Get the Kool-Aid ready to drink because I think after week one, we might all be patting ourselves on the back and being like, hey, we're going to be okay here. But keep in mind, it's going to be a long season because I think Trubisky, you know, I think he might be, uh, I don't know, I think he might be romancing some Bears hearts a little bit too intensely week one, and we'll see how it goes. Joel, hop in. It just takes one win to suck us all back in. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Really. And we'll happily be there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining on the pod. Joel, I want to get at you out here on two questions. This is just a lightning round situation. First question, you Darvish picks up his eighth win tonight? Yes. He's on fire. He's a, a massive man, and uh, he, he's finally realized it. And he's, he's got no injuries, and he's just throwing beautiful fastballs that are moving. Every single pitch in his arsenal is moving right now. Eight to one to win the Cy Young to begin the season. Just saying. Nice. Think? It would have been pretty good. And then my second question for you is, just I want to get your general thought on what the hell – is the PGA Tour thinking having a PGA Tour championship start with Dustin Johnson getting strokes before he even plays a hole? Can you explain that to me? Because I could not disagree with that decision anymore. I, I did not understand that whatsoever. Uh, and if anybody who didn't need any strokes, uh, he won by what, five walking away? And why only 30 guys? You know, you have yes. some of these tournaments that have 120 guys and they, they weed it down. Why only 30? Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Believe in Betting Chicago. Kyle Moore, happy birthday, my brother. Hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. And Joel Murray, thank you so much for joining again. May, may your swings be straight. Uh, may the greens be at the perfect speed that you want them to be. Hopefully they don't water them down too much. And gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on to the pod today. This episode of Believe in Betting Chicago is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Make sure you sign up this weekend for all the free sign-up bonuses. It's football weekend, guys. Time to get ready and time to get prepped. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with a couple more pods this week and then back with a ton of action next week. Until then, be safe, be well, be kind to each other, and we will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.